What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the Mission Impossible season here on Cinematic Reviews. You can find the entire Cinematic Reviews library on all your favorite podcasts and services. You can also support the pod by giving it a star rating. I appreciate all the support out there. Today, I will be talking about Mission Impossible 2, which stars, once again, Tom Cruise, alongside Tandy Newton, Doug Ray Scott, and Bing Rams. To kick off this episode, let's talk about some facts. Mission Impossible 2 was released on May 24, 2000, and was directed by John Woo. He's best known for this, Broken Arrow, Paycheck, and one of my favorite films, Face Off. Mission Impossible 2 grossed $546 million off of a $125 million budget, making it the highest Mission Impossible film at the time. It is now sitting at number four of the franchise. The original cut of the film clocked in at three and a half hours long with an R rating, but Paramount told Wu that it could not exceed two hours. The cutting of the scenes resulted in a PG-13 rating. This also explains a lot of the plot holes in the film, and I'll discuss those more in detail later on in the episode. The famous rock climbing sequence was filmed at Dead Horse Point in Utah. Crews was on cables that were digitally removed. A stunt double was used for all the other sequences of this scene, and he did not have any cables on. This terrified John Woo on set. Cruz and John Woo continually butted heads over stunts. Cruz was very adamant at doing them because he doesn't like to cheat. He ended up doing 95% of his own stunts in this film. Cruz rode the motorcycle through the fire without the use of flame protection gear or gel. Doug Ray Scott had to drop out of the X-Men film as Wolverine when filming for Mission Impossible went over schedule. Thank God for this movie. Sir Ian McKellen was originally offered the role of Swanbeck which eventually went to Sir Anthony Hopkins. If McKellen had accepted the role, he would have missed out on playing Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Once again, thank God for this movie. Wu was locked out of the editing room by Cruz, who took ownership of the final cut. Tandy Newton was unfamiliar with driving on the right side of the road, so a stunt double hid in the passenger seat with access to the parking brake. Lastly, Steve Zahn was originally cast as Billy. I think that would have been a really interesting choice if he had been casted in the film. Now, let's get to my thoughts on Mission Impossible 2. So I've always felt that Mission Impossible 2 was the bottom of the franchise, and unfortunately, it still is. It sucks because I want to love this movie. I love this franchise so much that it pains me to completely destroy this film, because I think there is a great movie in here somewhere. It just didn't work overall for many reasons. The stunts and action sequences aren't necessarily better in this one, but there are more of them, and I think that is a benefit to the film. I also think Tom Cruise is at his lowest performance-wise, though. In the first film, we got Cruise screaming into the payphone that his team is dead and the knock list is out in the open. We also got Tom Cruise jumping down into the vault room like a badass. I honestly can't think of a single scene in the second film where I said to myself, holy shit, Tom Cruise is killing it right now. It's just filled with terrible dialogue and awkward scenes between him and Thandi Newton. There's also way too much slow motion in it. I'm a sucker for that in movies, but this annoyed me. And if I'm annoyed by the slow motion, then that's a sign that something is seriously off with the film. To me, slow motion is used to create an emotional response from the audience or some kind of dramatic effect. In this film, it seemed like the decision to use so much of it 
was either to stretch out the runtime or John Woo simply thinking it's really cool for every scene we slow down. Whatever the reason was, it was a terrible decision. Even though I'm going to destroy the film in this episode, there are still some things I really liked about it. But I want to get the negatives out of the way so that I can end the episode on some of it a good note. So Mission Impossible 2 centers around Ethan Hunt trying to stop the release of a world-ending virus called Chimera. It was created by Biosite Pharmaceuticals, which also created the antidote for Chimera. Hunt must go up against IMF's own Sean Ambrose, who is played by Doug Gray Scott. He's a rogue IMF agent that wants to simply make money off of Chimera. The plot is nothing groundbreaking by any means, but sometimes simple is the best. It's an easy-to-follow story, and on paper, it probably sounded really awesome. But it just didn't translate from the script to the screen well enough for me to enjoy it. So to continue dragging this film into the street and beating it with a large stick, I jotted down all of my negatives as they happened when rewatching this for this episode. So we get a scene where Cruz is climbing a mountain, which is a very iconic sequence of the franchise. The issue I have with it, though, ends at the end of the scene. Hunt gets his mission by wearing sunglasses, which is a cool idea. But him throwing the sunglasses in the air and while having slow motion for that entire sequence before they explode just didn't do it for me. I didn't get hyped for the rest of the film after that at all. The movie actually opens up before the mountain climbing sequence with Hunt on the plane talking to a scientist. But it turns out to be Sean Ambrose wearing an Ethan Hunt mask. It's an awesome idea, but after knowing how many more times the masks are used in the rest of the film, it's just not as awesome as it should have been. I counted four or five times where those masks were used in the film, and that's just way too much. It should have been just the opening sequence with Ambrose's Hunt, and at the very end with Hunt pretending to be Ambrose's right-hand guy to kind of trick Ambrose into getting Chimera back. Now, the Ethan and Nia relationship didn't do for me either. Fanny Newton is a terrific actress, and it's nothing against her skills. It just comes down to the writing for me. Her character was very poorly written in this movie. The script needed a couple more run-throughs in order to iron out their relationship. This ties in with my other negative, which is Cruz himself. Every time I watch this film, I feel like this is the worst performance in Cruz's career. We're spoiled now because we know what the franchise is today, but back when this came out in 2000, I remember feeling underwhelmed with it, and I still do today. I wish there was a way to go back and redo this entire part of the franchise. Like I said in the facts segments, there is a few plot holes in this film that really bugged me. The scene when Nia talks with Ethan for a couple of minutes, but turns out to be Ambrose the whole time. Ambrose is taller than Ethan, so you would think Nia would know that that wasn't Ethan. She had been in bed with both of them before this scene, so she should have catched on to that right away. I believe Ambrose is like five inches taller than Ethan, so it's a big jump there. Another one is why did it take Luther and Billy so damn long to reach Nia at the cliff? Did they take a scenic route or something? It should have only taken a few minutes to get to her location in a helicopter. Lastly, when Cruz is entering the inoculation chamber at Biosite, the door can be seen open. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of an airlock? But the most egregious thing about the film is definitely the slow motion. There's just way too much of it. Every other scene has slow motion in it, and it was very annoying early on. Even though there was a lot of bad in this film, I still found a couple of things that I really enjoyed. The action sequences were pretty awesome. Ethan climbing up to the mountain is such an intense moment, and so iconic for the franchise. 
Ethan dropping into Biosite from the roof was really cool too. It was definitely a callback to him jumping down in the vault room from the first film, and I absolutely loved it. The timer made that sequence even more intense also. Ethan driving the motorcycle is always a great sequence because Cruz is such a badass on a bike. And the final beach fight with Ambrose was surprisingly very enjoyable for me. I think the choreogra choreography was very well done and engaging for the audience. There were also a couple of quotes that stood out to me too throughout the film. First, we get Luther arriving for the mission and he says, shit. Ethan responds, yes, it is. And then we get the camera panning down to see Luther standing in a pile of shit. This gets a chuckle out of me every time because I absolutely love the Luther character. Then we get Ambrose saying, how, did, how are you doing, Ethan? Ethan responds, fighting a bit of a cold. This also gets a huge chuckle out of me every time I watch it. The Ethan Hunt character is one of my favorite movie characters of all time because of his smart-ass remarks like this throughout the franchise. Then we get another quote, Ethan yelling, just stay alive to Newton. It's, it's such an always off-putting scene because I felt like it was so overacted by Cruz. And at the beginning of the film, Cruz says to Hopkins, if I told you where I was going, it wouldn't be a vacation. Then that comes back around at the end of the film with Hopkins telling Cruz, if you did, it wouldn't be a vacation. I'm a huge sucker for this kind of stuff in movies. Bringing everything full circle is such a great feeling for an audience member. It feels like a complete movie, even though the middle was very, very messy in this. Now, even though I completely tore this film apart, I still had a lot of fun watching it because Mission Impossible is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. Tom Cruise isn't playing Ethan Hunt. He is Ethan Hunt. He's such a phenomenal actor. In this role in particular, he is so terrific, especially knowing that he does about 90 to 95% of his own stunts in these films, making it so authentic. And I'm very excited to rewatch the rest of the franchise because this is honestly the lowest point of the franchise. It only gets way better from here. The stunts get crazier. We get introduced to a whole lot of new characters. Cruise gets even more insane, and I love it. Mission Impossible 2 is very disappointing for diehard fans like me, but I love the franchise so much that now I've just accepted for what it is. It's a bad movie, but there is a good movie hidden inside there, inside of it somewhere. It would have completely failed if Cruz didn't return as Ethan Hunt. And like I said, I'm very excited for the rest of the season, especially next week's episode, because Mission Impossible 3 is one of my favorites of the franchise. So to end the episode, let's talk about the Mission Impossible rankings. As a refresher, here's the rankings of the Mission Impossible franchise. At number one, Rogue Nation. At number two, Fallout. Number three, Mission Impossible 3. Four, Ghost Protocol. Five, Mission Impossible. And sitting at the very bottom at number six is Mission Impossible 2. So after this rewatch, Mission Impossible 2 doesn't move up in the list at all. Honestly, there's just too many things wrong with the film. Most of my issues have to do with the writing itself. Knowing more about the production of the film, it makes sense why I have so many issues with it. There's way too much slow motion. A lot of the scenes are pieced together really badly, and the Hunt and Aya relationship doesn't work most of the time. There are some really cool action sequences, though, like the opening rock climbing scene with Cruz and the final beach fight with Ambrose. I would have to give this film three stars out of five, and I only recommend it to diehard fans of the franchise. General moviegoers will more than likely find it very boring or just plain stupid. As a reminder, you can find this list and many more on both IMDb and Leatherboxd. Just search for Cinematic Reviews.
Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join me next Friday for Mission Impossible 3. Also, join me every week for New Release Monday. This coming Monday, I will be returning to the MCU with my reaction to Thor Love and Thunder. This episode will self-destruct in five seconds.